Welcome back to the Live a Great Story podcast, a weekly show focused on inspiring you to live your own great story. Each episode touches on universal themes ranging from crazy adventures to overcoming adversity, making a positive impact, changing your life's course, and more important lessons that will help inspire your journey. I'm Zach Horvath, founder of Live a Great Story, and since 2014, I've been on a mission of inspiring and connecting people through stories. What started with some spray-painted street art has now grown into a worldwide movement. We are all on our own journey. No matter where we came from, what language we speak, the color of our skin, or anything that seemingly makes us different, in the end, we are all just humans living our own story. And it's up to you to be the hero of your story, which inspires other people to do the same. This podcast is all about inspiring you and your journey. If you resonate with this episode, please share it with someone who needs some inspiration too. And if you want a reminder to keep living your own great story, head to liveagreatstory.com to buy some inspiring apparel or accessories and for more stories from people just like you. Enjoy the show. Hello. What's up, bro? Hey, how are you? Living it. He said living it. Yeah. yeah, we're living it too. We just got back from Honduras and let's see, leave for Rwanda Wednesday after Tuesday. Tuesday. It's, all, it's all relative. Getting shoes for people out in the streets this weekend. So you know how it is. We're trying to That's, live a great story is what we're trying to do. We're trying to do. That's I'd say you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, the goal. Well, man, thanks for getting all this. You, you've already met Robin. My name is Justin, so it's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for what you do. And uh, our friend kind of introduced you to you right in those last days of life. That's kind of how we found out yeah. about you. And me and him were in retail for a long time. We had a skate shop and like a, a bikinis and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, we're old, man. You know what I'm saying? So this was... Uh, yeah. And so we had a real retail side of things. So he, we'd always say, hey, maybe you've seen this product or have you seen this? And obviously we went into trying to live life and make a difference. And so when he saw it right on his last days, he's like, man, have you seen this company? You know, because we launched a store called the Nougat Store. I think my wife reached out to y'all. Robin reached out to you. We were trying to see if we could put a little display in and tell the story because we give all the, the proceeds away. So like if you, you buy something in there, it helps kids get shoes or helps family get water or, you know, so anyway, so he was like, call them, call them. And I'm like, Hey, we will, we will. Yeah. So then once we kind of, you know, he was passing away, we obviously had a passion to start pimping the product as we say it, you know, telling everybody about it and, yeah. and pushing them to it. And so telling his story, yep. I mean, it was like, I communicated with you. He found out he had cancer 13 days later, he passed away, but in his wishes, I mean, his service that we did was completely what he wanted. Like it was bullet points is what I want. But the, the thing that made him cry was when I told him, because uh, he had said, I want everybody to walk away with live a great story sticker. And so when you responded and or whoever responded and said that's doable, when I told him that he cried Yeah. and was like, I can't believe it. Like, cause that, I mean, that was how simple Bobby was. That was his wish. Like, yeah. He granted a lot of other people's wishes in yeah. his lifetime. He made a goal of doing that. Bobby was an incredible man. He lived, yeah. he was single his entire life, never had kids. He died at 61, but you would never have known that man was 61. No. no. So, sorry to make you cry. 
We just get started too. Yeah, Zach. Like, welcome to our world. There's been, a, there's been a lot of tears recently. I promise you. Yeah. So, from seeing kids get water that Bobby would be proud about, you know, proud of. To uh, right now, we took up two thousand shoes this weekend because he had a heart for the kids in Juarez, Mexico. We've been going for like thirty years, and he was like, "Hey." I want to love on them and continue that. So all these people brought all these shoes and then our high school students are going down to, they'll be taking a living great store flag while we're handing out all these shoes. And, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a powerful thing, man. We're thankful that, you know, you, you did it. Vision. Yeah. You Thank had that you vision, you know, because it, it, it does inspire people and, mm -hmm. and we've been doing it, but not with that phrasing. So we love the phrasing and yeah. we're excited about meeting you and hearing your story. I did watch some of the stuff. I think you did a, did you do a Ted talk maybe? When it first came out, yeah, I was like, hey, that's what I'm talking about. So um, I just want to hear any questions you have or her, learn a little bit more about you just because, man, we're we're pumped that you decided to, to zoom in. It's a big deal to us. Well, thank you. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a big deal for me, too. So I'm like super grateful um, when Robin reached out. I uh, was like. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people reach out and share their stories and send, you know, send stuff that's happening and, and every single one of them is amazing. And so um, whenever, you know, especially like this, whenever I have the opportunity to like expedite something or make something happen quickly and, yeah. um, and, you know, that's, I didn't know that it was just 13 days. I think Robin said that, uh, you know, it's going to happen fast. And I was like, you know, we'd love to meet him. I just watched some of the video um, that you sent about from the, the church service. So I kind of got a little bit of a background and the, um, how, lo how long back the, the story goes and, and his yeah. involvement with the church and the pastor and the retail side too, I guess. So um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, you know, live a great story just turned eight years old, like last week. Cool. And so I've been pretty reflective about the journey and everything that's happened and all the stories. And so um, it's been, <laughs> it's been a pretty wild, like last, last little bit of time, just kind of thinking about everything and never, you know, ne when I started this, you know, I started because I just spray painted some words on a, on a pillar and, uh, people liked it and, you know, definitely never thought that it would come to this and reach this far and have this sort of impact. But I think that's the best part, you know, it's, it's, it's really the stories. And I've, I've come to find that, that, that live a great story kind of lives in between people's stories. So your story, Bobby's story, whoever's story, you know, and a stranger out in the world and like live a great story is kind of this intersection between there where you have the flag and it sparks a conversation, you know, everybody took those stickers that put them on their water bottle, their computer, wherever it's like people point to it and it, and it creates this opportunity to share stories. And then that just kind of has this ripple effect that can go out farther than can be imagined. And sometimes it traces back. It's cool. Like years right. down the road, someone will like say, Oh man, I saw this sticker. Like, in 2016 and I just saw your Instagram and it's like create and, and, and they'll send me a photo from back then. Um, and so sometimes the stories come around and some, most of the times they, they don't, but, uh, it's just, you know, I, I appreciate y'all reaching out and being a part of this and being able to make this happen. And for, 
kind of seeing where that ripple effect will go, right? Because yeah. one of the, you know, there are a lot of themes around live a great story that I, have, I kind of think about. And, and one of them is lived a great story and kind of the past tense of people that have come before us because we're really just this, you know, the stories that became, they came before us contributed to our story and our story contributes to the stories after us. And so I think I was just spending time with my grandparents this week. And so, you know, listening to their stories and just kind of soaking in that and then thinking about, you know, who comes after me and, and that kind of lineage of, of storytelling mm-hmm. all the way through time and uh, all the stories that contributed all the way to 2022 and to, to bring us here. And so um, just, I don't know, grateful to, to be on this call and chatting with y'all and for creating the story together. So what's your, what are you doing now? Like what's kind of the, what are your thoughts or what's been going on? Cause I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's like it took off and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of trying to figure it out and I can relate to that in a, in a, in a huge way. So what's kind of going on now in the eighth year? Yeah. So it's been an interesting journey um, from all through the years. So, you know, a lot of, I've done a lot of things through the time and right now I'm actually like right on the cusp of making some pretty big changes with things because um, I, you know, there's about three or four years ago, I really started selling a lot of products and Mm -hmm. Over, you know, in the beginning of it, I was like, I don't know what I do with this phrase on a wall and like, what's, what do I do with this? And sure. so I kind of tried a lot of different things in the beginning. And so I was, you know, I did events and I did a lot of video storytelling and shooting content and photos and um, like trying to go like kind of the media route. And, and so anyway, I was just kind of like, like trying to figure it out. I've always pretty much been creative entrepreneurial. So I've been trying to start a business since high school. And so through that journey, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is kind of hard to monetize. And so eventually I, I started a t-shirt company in high school and I was like, I don't really want to do a t-shirt company. And then four years in a live a great story. I'm like, guess we're a t-shirt company. Yeah. You're a t-shirt company. <laughs> Um, and so for the last couple of years, it's been, that's been the main focus and t-shirts and merch. And because of that reason that live a great story can be that connection point. And when you put on a shirt it inspires you, it inspires the clerk at the grocery store, it inspires the person driving behind you. You can give it to somebody, you can see it every day. And so that's been kind of the main focus and really in the last year or so, the kind of e-commerce climate of selling things online has changed quite a bit. So when I kind of started doing this, it was easier to reach people. It's easier to do things that now are a lot harder, a lot more expensive. And so I kind of got to this point where I'm like, I, I, I'm not so passionate about shirts. So what am I passionate about? And if the shirts are one way to spread the message, where are some other ways? And so now kind of looking at the eight year anniversary, I'm like, how can I go back to this kind of beginning stages of like what really inspired me? And so I don't have to necessarily sell everything and like make that the main focus. That's still going to be a focus, but I really want to get back to storytelling and um, storytelling through video, storytelling through social media, storytelling through events, and really just letting the message kind of spread and the story spread. And so they can inspire people. And then um, 
products and column reminders. Reminders will kind of flow with that, but leading more so with stories. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm really re-exploring what this looks like because it's definitely still a small business. Like this is my house and like I have a shed here where we ship everything um, out of. Um, yeah. I started that same way back in the shipping the skateboard wheels and stuff out of a garage too. So it's not easy. You know, I admire you for doing it and thankful for you doing it because it, it matters. So I yeah. get it. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's fun and it's, it's really energizing because stuff like this happens, especially when it's hard and things don't look good or, you know, just the roller coaster of, of a business owner and life. Uh, I, you know, I'll get a message from somebody and they're like, this made a huge impact on my life. You know, I got a new job. I got married. I quit my job. I started getting healthy. I mean, the, the, right, the ripple effect is, is everything. And so it's, um, but yeah, I'm excited. It, it feels really good. I, I I'm, I'm like really scaling back on, on stuff. So I was like, let's scale this up and like make this a big apparel brand. And now I'm like, nah, let's, let's bring it back down, kind of keep it manageable um, and, and, and kind of just more organic and then get back to, instead of so much like paid marketing and, and kind of strategy like that, let's get back to community. Let's get back to community storytelling. You know, I host events out here in my yard where I just bring people together and we'll have like 50, 60 people sharing stories. And, um, and so that's kind of like more of the core of, I guess the why for me and, and, and the vision. And so that's, that's kind of where like pretty much starting today and last week, it's like this rollout. Um, I'm trying to like really sell everything I have right now. Not everything, but like move all the products and then kind of start from scratch. I want to focus on more high quality stuff, more um, environmentally friendly. I just, the more and more I live, the more and more I appreciate our planet. So I just want to yeah. make sure that I'm treating it the right way from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint and just, way more ethical environmentally. And so that's kind of where it is all now. And I'm not exactly sure what it looks like. Like I just sent out yeah. this email this morning for like eight year anniversary sale. And so like the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking about this stuff, kind of giving more of a look behind the scenes. And, 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 you know, I think launching some sort of ambassador program just to like start connecting people again and, and having a more of a community side and, and then just like sharing stories like this. Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's I think it's awesome. I mean, I think you're doing some great stuff, man. Where are you based? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. You're not that far. Would you ever be willing to come in and like we pay you, you share the story, and then maybe we do some kind of little well, like you know? The thing I love that you said reminders. I have to share this really quick because sure. I love that it's not merch, it really is just a reminder. Um, kind of thing. So this morning, one of the guys I follow on Instagram, his name's Aussie Dave, but it referred to a scripture, but let me find it really quick. But it wasn't really, sorry, give me a second. Um, but he talked about how the word in Hebrew, when God says to remember, it really is a reminder to take action. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. So all the times that God talks about remember, or Jesus talked about remember this, it was never just to sit there in your own memory and go, wow. It was for you to take a next step. Mm. What are you going to do? And I just think that is a great way to talk about yeah. reminding people or whatever. If we did something like that, 
the takeaway is that you're not going out there to just buy a t-shirt, whatever. It's to remind you daily to take action and do something to live a great story. So mm. I think, it's oh, definitely it's active, not passive. It's, you, can't, right. you can't just sit there and live a great story. You got to really yeah. take some action. Yeah, that's kind of what, that's why I say that is, uh, you know, um, we just got back from Honduras with, you, you're too young, but there was a rock and roll band back in the nineties called POD. They were MTV and, you know, so, but Sonny went with us. He's a West Coast San Diego guy. Um, and there were Corn, another heavy metal band, and some of these other, they're just some of my friends or wherever we all grew up together. So, it, what listening to them, learning from them, and now they're like personal friends. And so I took the flag and we drilled the well and we held it up the end. And what was cool to me was, is he's got a 15 year old son and he's kind of, it's as a parent and then as a, as a leader, he has influence in what he is. It's like, it is a great reminder to go, you only got so much time. What are you going to do with that? And that every story matters in those things. So it kind of goes back to that relationship side of stuff, which is taking time and uh, investing in those, whether it's with a kid or whether with your grandparents, like you're saying, you want your grandparents. It's like, you got to know the story to be able to celebrate it. And sometimes we're so busy in our cultural, you know, that it's just like, yeah. I didn't even, I don't sit down to hear it. And that's why I appreciate you taking the time. And why I was researching it is because part of it is it's the inspiration to inspire the next story. Right. You know, like they've got to live. Okay. Like, Hey man, I hear what Zach's doing. Okay. Well, what am I going to do? Or what God, what, you know, what is he asking me to do? Or what do I need to do? Or, and so many people are paralyzed by fear or by circumstances. They don't ever take it. Or so by culture. Yeah. So yeah. I just think celebrate. I mean, I'm like, dude, I, I admire the fact that you went for it, you know, that, that right. not even having all the answers is we sure I almost cussed again. We sure as hell don't have all the answers yeah. either. <laughs> so I'm like trying to go, man, I don't know, but here's this we can try or we can try to go do this or do that. So that's to me is the cool part. And I just really celebrate you. I thank God for you. Uh, it, meant, it means a lot to us. It meant a lot to our friend. It's yeah. becoming to mean more to more people because they were unaware of it. Um, we got a chance to talk about it last night. Well, he, yeah. you know, Justin's in a, where the path in the next few weeks are all about living a great story. And, you know, we can give examples to be like Bobby. These are things Bobby did to be, to live a great story. So last night we, we just got back from another group of us, Justin popped in, but uh, we had like 35 or 40 people from our church families went to spend a week at the beach, which sounds really great, but it was the hardest mission trip I've ever been a part of because we loved on families walking through childhood cancer but listening to their stories and how it impacted us. So last night, the families all gathered together and they all were sharing their reflections on how it changed them, whatever. And Justin got to just go, that's how you live a great story. And so, yeah, and they don't know. They're trying to figure that out. And yeah. that's what I was telling Robin. I was like, families that are just, you know, some of them like a, one of them's a bar owner, restaurant owner, and he's never done anything for anybody. You know I mean? Truthfully, he tries, he has a heart, but he's never really went for it, but he took his kids and his wife and, he was just like, I get it. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to get it. I mean, it's like, man, it's like, you know, seeing a child battle cancer, you know, and yet they're still living a great story. These kids in the middle of that cancer battle inspires these adults with their kids to go, yeah. all right, I got to live a, I got to keep living. I got to find a way to live a great story. So um, I'm just telling that to encourage you because it's kind of the, you know, when you're wondering like, oh, is it still working? Does it matter? And yeah. Does it have an impact? And what am I doing? And 
it really is back to those relationships. I mean, the merch is a part of that because it spurs the story or it sparks the thought, but it does come down to telling those stories. Uh, you know, and, and one of our, I use just about every week a guy by the name of Steve Hartman on CBS. Uh, and I would say you need to be on that, which is a national, he's a national, you know, correspondent, yeah, correspondent but if, you know, Steve Hartman is on the road and all these different things, but what he's really good at is gift is telling great stories and he knows how to celebrate. And if you look up Steve Hartman on YouTube, or whatever it is, you'll see all of these amazing stories. Mm. Well, he came to town uh, not too long ago. We got to meet him through video kind of like this. And because I use him every week and he's like, you really use all my stuff. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you're the best at it. So I'm not going to try to recreate it. I could never do it. It's very inspirational. But it's these people that have lived a great story. Well, we had some uh, black fathers in our community. I mean, we're in an impoverished community. We're not a, I mean, Shreveport Bozier's, you know, not a booming, you know, metropolitan area. It's, it's kind of poverty. Awesome. It's, you know, it's kind of walking through some dark times. And these kids were having troubles in school and stuff. And these black dads, you know, African-American fathers decided to go in and be sponsors in a local high school. Well, he came in and told that story. You know, it was awesome. And they're living a great story and they're inspiring the next generation to do that. And so we were just thanking him. I wanted to thank him for doing that and telling a positive story on African-American communities and what was going on with that. Um, but he is uh, a great uh, asset on like connecting and understanding. Like when you're trying to figure out he does it in two minutes or less. You know, and he has a great way to go, hey, here's a story, yeah. which I could see in the same way doing yours. It goes along with that same vibe of trying to communicate and inspire, uh, not just sell merch, you know, because you've got you've got you're starting to get all these stories, but you don't have the team. You don't have the video. You know, what I'm saying it's hard. It's like us. It's the same way. You know, like, how in the world am I going to tell all of this? Uh, but maybe partner with somebody like that or finding somebody. It might be a way to, you know, help learn how to do that, you know, or even get better at it um, because you you got a great thing and it, it really is inspirational in so many ways. And I can only imagine that the stories that you've heard, you know, so yeah, maybe that's a lead that'll help. And then we can make a phone call too and say, Hey man, check out our boy Zach down there. Austin knocking it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, everything you just talked about, like from the connections to leading with stories to the stories, making an impact on the bar owner and, you know, like yeah. just this, like, I just haven't, I've done a lot of that in like so many different, ways and like you said it's really hard to Difficult. have a team and to record and edit and shoot and publish and all of those things and so because it's hard and it doesn't directly monetize i've kind of you know leaned away from that in the last couple of years or and I, I still do it but it's not as heavy and yeah. i'm like no like especially now with it seems like things are just getting harder with so many facets of life that it's like I think that it's time to lean back into that. And, and so, um, yeah. and then there's a lot of cool ways that that can go. So I think one of the main ways, I think these types of talks I'm going to be doing more of, and then yeah. also doing like, I, I'm, I love this. This is like yeah. so energizing to me and, and yeah. it's, it's, I love listening to stories and sharing and, and then amplifying stories, I think is the big yeah. one. And so uh, I, I've, I think that the podcasts 
uh, medium is probably going to be one of the main ones. Of course, there's video oh, yeah. associated with it, but that's kind of, and I've, I've done it twice before. <laughs> I live a great story podcast twice. And so now just focusing on bringing it back and kind of keeping it more sustainable, but mm-hmm. definitely just because of the fact that you can send a podcast to somebody and inspire them and they can use yeah. that story. It's a lot harder to send stickers or a shirt or, you know, something like right. that. Um, but stories have massive opportunity, you know, like your friend, Steve, or, you know, whoever to like spread. And, and yeah. I think stories need to get shared and I have an opportunity to do that. And, and so I'm feeling really energized about that and, and kind of the next coming through the, through the end of the year, kind of cranking that up. Yeah. And if there's any relationship, like if you want to podcast with Sonny, he's got, you know, he's, He's, I mean, he's very successful. I mean, he's done, I mean, he's been at the pinnacle. Now he's, uh, he's like, uh, I mean, he, ever, all of them are like us, no matter what their success level is, but there are certain people that are easier to, he's a great dad. Uh, he's a great man. Uh, it could be the same way with, if there's somebody in the, uh, you know, music world on another side or something where, you know how it is. It's like people obviously tend to begin to hear the big stories and then it gets to the, the ones that really matter, like the Bobbies, who are not a celebrity, they're not popular, but sometimes they got to hear all somebody to get them going that direction to yeah. be able to be inspired. Um, and so, you know, we have another guy here and Elvis is big right now. James Burton is, a, um, he was Elvis's guitar player. Elvis started here in this town, but we happen to know him. I mean, he's one of our good friends and he's, it's a great story. It's just, he's lived a great story and it's not necessarily inspirational in the sense of death and, you know, you know, now he, we've done some cool stuff, giving away guitars to help yeah, veterans and, and, you know, so th- there's, but there's some really, so if I can help you ever with that and go like, Hey man, give me a lead or we'll see if you'll do it. Or can you make the connection? You know, you, you obviously, man, if there's something we can do to help you with that, um, that we'd be honored to do that, you know, or great to do it. Also Steve Gleason, uh, uh down in new Orleans, he's ALS, the one that's battled to, uh, we did some stuff early on in the church working with his wife. She's amazing. There's a documentary out there that's amazing on Steve Gleason and his, and his life. Played football for the New Orleans Saints, but um, trying to change people's world. And he's living a, an amazing story. I mean, even though he's battling still with all these things. And so sometimes it's just these little connections where you're like, man, that that's an amazing story. I mean, that is someone who's really doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as we go through, if there's something we can do, uh, or I can do, let me know, you know, now on our end, what I'd love to do is try to in time when you feel good about it and come in and kind of sorry, tell the story with, uh, with you, you know, on a, on a format where we can maybe get the good lights and, you know, it gives you a little bit better, uh, even to have it for later is that you go here, here's another way to get my story out there. And I know, I don't know if it's a big deal in the Christian world for you or not, but like for us, we don't really like church. We're working through that. Pray for me. And so we're trying to do it differently. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I want to try to be an influence in a positive way. Um, but sometimes the church can tear you up. That's what we talk about on sunny side is, you know, whether that's the, you know, LGBT, all that stuff. They, and I'm like, we try to love on them, man. We're not, we're going to try to help. We're going to try to work yeah. through, through whatever people's situation. We don't really get hung up in a lot of the politics and, and all that politics. bull. So yeah. we're, we're going to leave all that out. Uh, I only say that because it's risky sometimes for 
you know, like, ah, I don't know if I can do that or not, but there's also a whole nother group of people that need to be inspired to the right thing in the right way. Uh, and there are amazing stories in that of people like Bobby that have done some, given their life to that, serving people and helping people that it's in the cool. most unconventional ways. Yeah, he really absolutely. is. We haven't really talked much about him, but we can share tons of facts. Yeah. But he really was like, there's just nobody, nobody like him. Yeah. So. And so I'll say all that. I don't know where that goes or what you need, but that would be a, a something of interest to us as you pray through it or think through it or consider it in the future, you know. Um, whatever I can do to help you with that is another great avenue for us. Yeah. One of the things, well, thank you for all of that. And I, I definitely think. I love, I love this because it's like, you know, we just met and then this kind of is like an icebreaker and then yeah. undoubtedly this will lead somewhere, sure. somewhere yeah. cool. Um, so, you know, one of the things I've been for the last couple, I was sitting right here one day and I was doing some meditation and I had this like vision of, I was like getting back to this idea of storytelling. And I did a lot of this before COVID happened, everybody splits, you know, all that. And I was like, no, we need to like bring people back together. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had this vision. I was like, invite people over and, and have them sit in your yard and share stories. And I was like, whoa, like it was like super powerful. And so I did that and it turned out like really cool. And everybody was like, dude, that was amazing. Yeah. Like do it again, do it again. You need to go do this for groups. You need to go do this for, you know, corporate setting, go to sales teams. Like, right. like, the the feedback on it was really cool so I, I did it again and same thing same thing same thing and so now next week i have the fourth fourth version fourth chapter um mm. and so anyway off of that i've been looking at well i mean uh people are introducing me to their leadership or their groups or something it's like hey come come do this because what ends up happening is like this idea of connection through stories is when you can meet somebody through a story, it's you, you're able to kind of make a deeper understanding and deeper connection rather than some of the surface level things. So it's like color or race or language yeah. or, you know, socioeconomic. It's like, yeah, that's like on the top layer that we can see, but like underneath that, we're all just stories and we all tend to experience a lot of the same stories. Maybe they're slightly different, but it's, it's the human story of being yeah. a human and through those stories, when you, you can, when we can like connect people through that, then it kind of cuts through all the top level level crap of like, no, we're different. Stay over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, no, we're just humans. And yeah. I right. think because of that, it creates this amazing feeling of connection, amazing feeling of like empowerment through, you know, personal confidence of your story and realizing like, you know, everybody else feels the same way or they've gone through this. I'm not so, you know, unique or like so different. And yeah. so um, anyway, I think through that uh, is I'm looking at kind of how can I take this, you know, backyard storytelling and kind of move it to different settings. Cause I've, I've done it for, I did a version of it for a nonprofit in Ohio and they brought me in as like a speaker. And then we all broke up into small groups and did the same thing. And, and so I've done it in a couple of different settings, but I think somewhere, you know, along those, um, along those lines is something that, you know, we could figure out with, yeah, like coming and sharing the live a great story story, but also it's like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not the one to like sit, you know, sit there and like listen to someone preach at me about, you know, yeah. a lesson or something or of any sort. I'm just like, I'd rather like talk about it, you know? And I think that's yeah. where like so much impact happens is when yeah. you can share and listen and share and listen. And you're like an active, 
um, yeah. participant. Yeah. yeah, instead of like a passive facilitating a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. yeah, I think it's really good. We we're open, so we we we'll figure it out. We want to try to help you, man. We want to. We believe in you. We're thankful for you, and uh, we'll figure that out. You know, what I'm saying we'll go. Hey, man, what about this or what about that? Sometimes it's interviews and stuff too, where people get to ask questions and they get to tell that. You know, it's just a little bit more open. Uh, so we did a little talk one time with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he played for the Saints as well. We brought him and he was working on addiction. And so he kind of told a brief like, hey, this is kind of what happened with me and my dad. And then we just that evening came back and everybody just had tables and it created this really cool vibe. So, you know, anything's possible. Uh, it's just a matter of, to me, inspiring people like you have already done. There's a lot of people. We have a teenager right now. Her name is Brianna, just an example. Her dad committed suicide. Well, she's 17 years old and she's created a T-shirt company in her garage and she has been working to change the way students are educated on suicide in a public school so she meets with me every week and she's like what's a great story you know she's living a great story trying to and she hadn't figured it out and she's not there yet but she's sitting there going like i'm telling you justin i i don't like the way that you know it's talked about in school i don't like and i'm sitting here going here you go there, there's so many like that to where it, 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 you're inspiring them to continue to live that great story, to go for it, to try it. And to, cause you don't know what the next move is or the, or the 10th move down the road, what it does to save a life or inspire or, or help someone. And that's, what's already happened with you. It's like Bobby in his last days, it meant a lot, live a great story. That's what he was doing without ever having the phrase. Right. Yeah. And so it, he really connected with that phrase and then he wanted to, in his last days, like, hey, I'm, my days are short. I, I'm going to be gone. But but my gosh, go for it. <laughs> like, live the story, live your, you know, and so make sure everybody gets it. That's why it was so yeah. such a big deal. We're like, so, yeah. You know? So let me tell you real quick about Bobby's final wish. So Bobby did for 25 years, 25, I don't know. Yeah, 1998 so. was his first. He took a group of high school seniors when they graduate on a mystery trip. And Justin, speak more about that yeah. as far as we did it early on. Yeah, the whole concept was is everything in our culture to do like to be an experience is I want to know where I'm going. You know, you had to be known. Everything had to be known. You know, and and then we were just toying with the idea that the power is in the not knowing. Is like I can't tell you, you know. And so the mystery concept was what we were playing with. Is like how cool would it be if you pull them together? Yeah, you give them clues but they don't know. And we're going to make them very uncomfortable. The, all, the other power was, was a in, lot of risk. Yeah. It had to be in something that like nobody, everybody would just like, we're going to Disney and they, and they would tell them and then go, or we're going on a cruise. We were like going, what if we don't tell them and we push them to do what is very uncomfortable. And then the stories came out of that. People would break down. If we were repelling in a mountain, you know, and then an athlete who was the big jock at the school was then helping a nerd who was the outcast at the school. And that happened as a result of trips, you know, we us getting away from everything. And then uh, the mystery of not knowing everybody was on an equal playing field because no one knew. Yeah. We, <laughs> oh, we, we knew, but they didn't know. were opened up in the morning. Yeah. They were the most complex clues. And parents didn't even know. No, like we, we had to tell a parent, you had to sign your kid over to us that we're going to. So we would white water raft and rappel and 
jump out of airplane, you know, bungee. I mean, it was, but that's when they were living. It, it pushed them and they would all tell you. And sometimes, of course, we'd go to Blue Man Group. We'd surprise them with a show or we'd go to yeah, Letterman. You know, back Letterman, in the day, we went yeah. to Letterman. You know, hey, we're going to Letterman. They're like, well, they'd lose their mind, you know. Well, that's what me and Bobby really did. But Bobby was the guy who really did. We, I mean, he was given to him. We were like, all right, Bobby, just take it over. You do it. And that's what he really did. So he planned those and the, those, the relationships that developed over 25 years, um, especially because he mentored just young men, men who, yeah. guys who didn't have great dad relationships. I mean, Bobby ended up being a dad to so many. He never yeah. had any children of his own, but he has a ton of kids. <laughs> and so over the years, so Bobby's last, one of his other wishes was he, before he knew he was dying, he had changed his mind about what he wanted for his funeral. He had said for years he wanted um, this white, like. Yes, yeah, so, so like we've been friends for 36 years. So he'd be like, this me and you, Zach. You're like, hey, dude, if I'm dying, bro, I want to go out like this. You know, like you would do. You know, and you're like, ah, it'll happen. And he's like, okay, Justin, I'm going to have a white casket. And I want everybody to have markers. And I want them to, you know, sign and tell their story on my casket. And I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever it is. So then we walk in on his deathbed we didn't know at the time but he was about this was day one of 13 and he was like hey man i'm changing my mind and i'm like what are you talking about because he knew i think he was knowing like the doctor and he said i had already worked on this and i had never told you but this is what i'm gonna do i'll let her explain that yeah part. he said i want to take one more final mystery trip and you kind of look at him like where are you going and yeah he chose not to be buried but to be cremated and he selected 21 men that over his lifetime, he has been either mentored, friends with, co-workers, but not all of them know each other, but they're to take one final mystery trip together to spread his ashes in Estes Park, Colorado, in the Rocky Mountain National Park. So that to me, like their whole thing was, you know, I think telling that story, if there's a way that we could help it would help both of us really. Yeah. But to, when those 21 guys go, it looks like it's Labor Day weekend. Um, and they won't know some of the experiences they're going to have. J Justin's one of those going, but um, some of the things that they'll do together and uh, things like that. But a part of it will be everybody, you know, taking pictures, live a great story, stickers, doing the yeah, we'll lives. Be, we'll yeah. be pimping all that out. So Yeah. <laughs> A way that they could document some of that and that be a story that you tell. I mean, to his very end, Bobby yeah. lived a great story. He he wasn't going to be buried like everybody else. Just he really, a few months prior to his death, he and his sister went to visit their mom's grave on Mother's Day. So really, just two weeks before he was diagnosed, and she, he was sitting out there. He goes, "Why do we do this? Like, do we have to have this little tombstone and all that? What does that do? Like, why are we?" The money it costs, whatever. He said, I want to continue to, you know, even in my death, to challenge people to keep living a great story. So to me, that is an amazing story. I mean, that's your call, but I just think it's a great way to even because there's there's of course for us there are spiritual sides to that, mm -hmm. but it really is just bringing a group of people together that don't know each other, that there is a guy in there who's wants to come who Bobby, one of his life philosophies was to hug a vampire. And that's because 
he this kid believed he was a vampire. He believed he was a vampire. So we're like the vampire's going. It's like there's all of these all different these people. Uh, uh, a Koei uh, white water rafting guys going. So it's like all this unique group of people. people we all get to go far. We're gonna go have a good climbing, time. He was big into rock climbing and mountain climbing. His climb buddy to guys who worked with him in the church to the drug addict kid. Yeah, that it's awesome. a miracle that he even survived. Yeah. His, recreational habits um but just all different walks of life coming back together and that's what bobby wanted he wanted he didn't want them to all know each other and have relationships he wanted he to wanted be to challenged be to about the them. very end yeah because he also knows for some of them even just the hike it's really not a hard hike but it's three miles in to where they've got to go um to uh distribute his ashes and we got some people who want to ask permission and other people that won't want to ask permission. You We're not just asking take the in. There's no rules. Come on, man. Here's the other thing, too. Just one last little thing. Hey, real quick. We only have one minute. I think this is going to shut me down in a minute. So okay. Okay. less than a Go minute. Um, I, I mean, I, I want to share all of this. So I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Um, soon and and you know would love to like like this is this is the goal is like to share this story as much as possible like and one of the thoughts i had was like this story leads to other stories so you mentioned the girl with the suicide prevention and you know some of the other stories that have come out of this i would love to like like let's say bobby's story is like the main story and then like hear some of the sub stories from freeport or you know some of the things that y'all are connected to do so um I'm not sure like timeline and, and everything. I'm like literally oh, about to shut down. Yeah.